This is the Funky Gamer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello there. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Funky Gamer Podcast, a gaming podcast from a bunch of wannabe somebody yet still nobody British dudes who think they know stuff. I'm your host, Ricky James, and this is episode 34. This week, we chat about some cyberpunk stuff, as well as some details emerging from the Sony and Microsoft streams that took place last week. All that and more in a somewhat unusual show. Why is it unusual, I hear you ask? Well, due to timing and a few other things, it is just myself and Mr. David Moore this week, your real pet. All right, we're good, man. It's just us. It is. It's uh, the, the absence of, of Chris and by proxy his corner is weird, but we're going to persevere. It's all Ricky's fault. It, it kind of is. I, <laughs> yeah. Scheduling went a, a little bit to pot this weekend, and yes, I, I originally blamed Chris, and then it turned out it was my fault. It was, so, yeah, definitely. Sorry, mate. He knows I love him, really. Anyway, he will be back next week, and with him, he'll be bringing a super special edition of his corner, so you can all look forward to that. Perhaps we'll do, what was it, Pugnutter's PC Escapades instead, or whatever it was. Something like that, I in service to any PC listeners. <laughs> uh, how goes your week anyway, Dave? Been very hectic. Obviously back at university. I am, that's a bit mad, getting back into the swing of it after being away for so long. But I'm getting there. Um, I've also finished the PC build. You have. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, I've just built a middle-of-the-road PC to get us up and running. I've got a i7 8700K in there with 16 gig of Corsair RAM. Can't remember off the top of my head, but it's good stuff. Um, middle-of-the-road graphics card, just get us up and running. And obviously, I can upgrade and change components out as I, as I go. What was the card that you got? Uh, a Strix Asus 1060, which is not a bad little card for the price. Certainly not indeed. It's in the 10 series, so... You yeah, know. yeah. It'll run everything in 1080p, I would have thought, like, so it's all good. Which is uh, which is good, and that's obviously in part in service to our live stream efforts and other other funky gamer stuff that we're going to be looking into over the coming months and it coming is, weeks. Yes, definitely. So yeah, I think uh, I'll say a little bit more on live streaming towards the end of the show, but yeah, hopefully we'll see you on FG Live very very soon, man. That's yeah, man. that's awesome. Just about there. Congratulations for getting all your PC stuff set up. Uh, I'm sure that was quite an ordeal, but you got there in the end, right? Yeah, man. Unindated with wires, but hey. <laughs> yes, no, well, wires is a horrible issue for most people. That... Real world problems. Yeah, well, if, if you ever streamed, like seriously, the amount of wires you have, it's it's crazy. Oh, it's, it's scary, eye. And you've added microphone wires, XLR cables, things like that in, oh, yes. in the, the last the last couple of weeks. So I can imagine it's a little bit hectic. So I hope you get that sorted. Eventually, course. eventually. Shall we move on to uh, what are you playing and talk about some stuff? Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Let's do this. What are you playing? Righty-doke. I'll go first. I'll lead the charge on this one. Why not? I've played a couple of things this week. Uh, one of them is actually PC-based. It's like the PC edition podcast, isn't it, really? It is, huh? Uh, so the first, well, well, unsurprisingly to many of you that have listened to this podcast in the past, World of Warcraft, but classic. Classic WoW I've been playing. That game is just brilliant. I'm preaching to myself here pretty much singularly. I understand that. <laughs> but I know you said you might try WoW, and given the fact that you've now got this nice shiny new rig. Yeah, because I mean, at the time, I was a PC gamer originally, and it just became too expensive, and World of Warcraft kind of come out as I left the format. Mm. So I kind of never got into that side of things, and everybody goes on about it. Everybody raves about it. I've been playing it since release 
especially here in the UK, that's like over 15 years. It's silly. Yeah, it's like yeah. nearly half my lifetime, which really scares me when I think when I say that out loud. But it, the classic WoW experience is exactly as World of Warcraft was when it came out at that time. Yeah, vanilla WoW. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And if you pay for the standard uh, WoW sub, you instantly get access to classic. So if you have access to one, you have access to both. Cool. I don't know. I, th- I think it would be a, a cool thing for you to jump in on. It's a lot more fun when you have someone to play friends with. in that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. I've been playing that game far too long. I can solo it with ease. But it is a lot more fun, especially in Classic. Classic is hardcore, man. I may give it a look, yeah, definitely. Like, it's super hardcore. So I've been on with a, a bit of that. And uh, by the way, I, I think I'll be streaming that at some point because, believe it or not, my MacBook Pro can handle old WoW on oh, streaming. Right. So I, th- yeah. I think I'm going to go with a bit of Destiny because we all know I'm a bit of a Destiny fan. <laughs> Because it goes free to goes free to play on the first in Steam, so it's interestingly it's in the Battle.net launcher as well. Yes, because it's Activision. So if you got that launcher, you could also install WoW while you're there if you wanted to. <laughs> just saying, just saying, it's just there. It's just saying. it's there. It's there if you wanted to. I've been also I've played a little bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider as well, only a little bit. Yeah, because I pl- I picked it up right when it first came out, and. Only played about 20% of it, I'd say. Then didn't play it for ages. I, I streamed that, and then I'm now in a situation where I just realized I haven't picked it up in ages. So I played a little bit of that. It's still really good, and I think I'll probably put some more time into it and try and complete it cool. in a nutshell. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been on with. What about you? Tell us all about your gaming escapades. A little bit of Fallout 76. I partook in Meat Week, which you basically have to go around killing creatures and bring them back to the camp for a cook-off. Oh, right. <laughs> It's, it's it's like a monthly event or something. I think they've made it a bit more frequent now, but it's it's all right for a bit mess about. Sounds interesting. And that was <laughs> I also tried a few Apple Arcade games. Oh yeah, tell us about your experience with this because you hadn't played it last week. So um, I understand why people would like it, but I've always stuck by me. Guns Mobile Gaming's not for me. It is a niche, isn't it? But I will say that the quality of the games on Apple Arcade are fantastic. Yeah, it's the one thing that's probably come out of the entire experience yeah. for me is that the quality of the games is really, really high. So I had to play with, what is it, Assemble with K. That lasted about five minutes. It wasn't my type of game. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I know. He completed I know. it. I know. He did, yeah, yeah. And I played, I think it was Sneaky Sasquatch, where you basically had to go around stealing food from people's camp- campsites and without the park warden finding you. It was, it was okay. It wasn't too bad. I'm guessing you play as a Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. Sneaking. <laughs> raccoon at the beginning shows you how to steal food and what you have to do. <laughs> so it was all right. It's like a cheeky little game type of thing. That sounds quite fun, actually. I haven't seen that. It was all right. And also, on Apple Arcade, not not, not in Apple Arcade, sorry, um, Mario Kart. Ah, this is getting a lot of shtick at the moment. And so it should. It's not on the news list for this week, but it is one of the things no, that... No, no, I just, I just thought I'd chuck you aside, put a curveball in there, like... No, it's a good one. I, I haven't played it myself, but people seem to be really hammering that Nintendo have stooped to an all-time low here. Do you agree with that? It, it, it's laced to death with microtransactions, whether or not you choose to spend the money on that, because I believe the 250cc card class is locked behind a 4 99 a month payable. It's a subscription. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the highest class of the I think it's the highest class of card. Oh dear. Is locked behind a, a 4 99 subscription. And you can't you can't just buy it outright. No, no, it's four ninety nine a month. No, no way. <laughs> That's really bad. That. that I, I'm not just saying it. You can get you can get the new Disney Plus TV streaming service for that much. This is it. Yeah, that's really bad. I think there might be a, back, a bit of backtracking by Nintendo on that one. I hope so. 
I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not a mobile gamer at the best of times. I don't really have any Nintendo consoles. I know you're no. a bit more invested in that ecosystem, uh, but yeah. yeah, I won't be picking this up even more so with all the bad press that it seems to be getting. I just downloaded it to give it a quick try because I love Mario Kart. Is it? What's the gameplay actually like outside of just the microtransaction stuff? If they change that, would it be funner? It's it's not too bad. The gameplay obviously it's touch control, so you use that to like slide left and right, left and right to slide your cart, and obviously it's just, it's very similar Mario Kart mechanics. Okay, well I suppose that's exactly what you'd expect. With all all of the classic tracks from many iterations of Mario Kart. Oh no, don't say that. I played. I loved Mario <laughs> Kart on N sixty four. Everything's in there. Rainbow Road. You know, don't no Kart, way. I swear to God, I. Rainbow Road, that's the crazy one in space, isn't it? Where you're flying through the the rainbow track. Yeah, I suppose I suppose if people want to spend their money on it, that's fine. But I don't know why they didn't follow the same model they did with Mario Run, where to unlock everything you paid, they, I think it was £10, and that gave you the full game. Yeah, I think... Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a one-off fee would have been the way to go. Perhaps they're just dipping their toe like most publishers and developers yeah. and such seem to be doing these days, just to see Seems how far they be. can go. See how far this backlash goes. Well, it seems like most people are against this, uh, having only having never played it, sorry, I can't really comment, but yeah. I don't like it on principle, no. that's the kind of thing they're doing, so. Yeah. Very nice indeed. So anything else that you've been on with? Uh, are you enjoying Apple Arcade? I take it you won't be buying it or subscribing? Not at the moment. <laughs> I'm going to wait towards the end and then cancel my subscription and maybe check it out in a few more months. Yeah, same as... I also, played, I also played Frogger as well, sorry. That was okay. Yeah, you mentioned that last week that you wanted to check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice little take on Frogger. Is it is it like similar to the old Frogger games, or are they just? Yeah, you've just you've just jazzed it up a little bit. You collect beans to power up, and you go rescue the froglets, and you know, yeah, it's a little change of things. Classic Frogger in an updated form. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for that. You got anything else you want to talk about before we move on to the? Um, no, no, the, we'll, the we'll move on. Bit, sorry, <laughs> waffled on enough. Don't be so. Hey, we're here to waffle. <laughs> waffling professional wafflers that it is a podcast after all yeah man right let's move on to the news then shall we funky gamer news and discussion uh okay let's go with the first well we're going to talk mainly about the microsoft and the sony streams uh that occurred like release day last week because there's a lot to cover between the two of those um, but Dave, I think you're going to tell us a bit more about this uh, Cyberpunk 2077 news that we've got. Go for it. Yep. At last, we've had multiplayer confirmed. After six years of questions, CD Projekt Red have confirmed that the multiplayer multiplayer mode for Cyberpunk will be coming, and it won't be there at launch. So we're getting single player only. Unsurprisingly, really. Unsurprisingly, I imagine yeah, they want to polish that. Yeah, so this was announced via Twitter. We've got no details of what the component will actually include, but we know it's actually finally a thing. Wonderful. I don't know how I feel about this because I, I, I don't know how it would work. Would, yeah, this is it. As a general prin- as a general principle, I am looking forward to to the single player of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because that's what the main bulk of the game is. Yeah, but I don't really know how I feel about a multiplayer. Like, I'm a, I don't think I'm that bothered. No, we'll see what how it goes. But I mean, it could be interesting. You could have like a hack and tape mode. Well, this is one of the things that I wanted to try and get out of actually talking about this, which is what, the, what kind of thing would you actually have in your ideal cyberpunk multiplayer? I'm like, what the hell would you do? Would it just be another Matrix Online? It could be, yeah, but I think I think a Netrunner multiplayer mode would work quite well. In what sense? Like, like just hacking into stuff and obviously different objectives in the map and back and forth. And Oh, okay. Like, say, say the rival team was like 
trying to defend you from hacking that type of thing. Like a CTF thing. Yeah, yeah, just that could be interesting. CD Project Red, if you're listening. Dude, that's actually quite a good idea. That's actually quite a good idea. Yeah. So you could have like two teams and they have to, yeah, play these hacking games so you can get that kind of like the furthest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe you can capture the enemy's flag, as it were, as in, uh, yeah, I don't know how that would kind of work. (laughs) Interesting though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the idea. Yeah, man. We'll Hmm. have to see though. I reckon they'll probably do, I reckon it'll be more GTA Online style, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. What? where they have races, because they're going to have to use the vehicles and stuff like that they put into the game. Yeah. The question is, how would they balance like all the, the abilities? Because when you start using it on, on humans, especially if you're powerful, or other players, then it becomes a little bit imbalanced, if you know what I'm saying. We shall have to wait and see. Only, only CD Project Red, no. Yeah, they do. I wonder if they'll get a, we'll get like a beta or something for the multiplayer itself. Probably, actually. Yeah, definitely. That's usually the case, isn't it? The main game will be out by then. They they have said it it won't be there at launch, so maybe they'll ask for input from the community. I hope so. Hmm, who knows? Well, I will probably play this if it's a part of sing, uh, the the main game that you get anyway, and they're just going to tack it on as say a downloadable bit later. Then <laughs> why not check it out? Yeah, I man. gave GTA Online a go. I didn't like it, but this might I might like. Who knows? Right, let's talk about the. Two big things, I guess, that happened just after we released our podcast last week. We did mention it because it was en route, but we've got some stuff from both Microsoft and Sony. Sony had their State of Play stream and Microsoft had their Inside Xbox stream all within a couple of hours of each other. Just to go back to a point that we were talking about last week, Dave, actually, I absolutely think this was planned between the two parties to have them two hours apart. Yeah, yeah. But not in a, a bad way. No, no. I think they did it to build hype. purposely, of yeah, to, to build hype for both things, and they were within a couple of hours of each other, conveniently. Yep. So we're going to start with Microsoft purely because, and I mean this with the utmost of respect to Sony, they, at Microsoft simply had just more. In short, their show was much longer. This the state of play was only about twenty minutes or something like that, maybe half an hour. And they didn't. They had some good stuff to show, which we will talk about. But it wasn't uh, as much as Microsoft. So we'll go through pretty much everything Microsoft went through. So first and foremost, or for, at the top of the queue, should I say, they showed off a new game that's coming to Xbox uh, as a platform and PC. It's called Atlas. Now I saw this and I thought, "Whoa, this is Sea of Thieves 2.0." With- I, I think this is that game that's a reskin of um, Ark. And there was a load of kickoff about it on Steam. I'm sure that name rings a bell. Well, interestingly, I believe the developers of Atlas are the developers of Ark. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's just a reskinned Ark. But, uh, so that would make some sense. Well, again, the first thing I thought was, well, this is just a clone of Sea of Thieves, because it did just look like, I mean, they were showing the same things I've seen in Sea of Thieves, which is, you know, ship and gunplay and digging up treasure chests from the sand. It was like these exact things were shown in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, but then they had a little developer interview on stage afterwards, and the de- the devs basically claim that this is ha- has a more sandbox approach. Microsoft acknowledged that this looks like Sea of Thieves in the broadcast. It was quite humorous. Uh, but they say it's a more sandbox approach to this kind of thing, much like Ark. <laughs> it's a more persistent open world. It allows for you to build things that other people can see, and they've dubbed it more of a survival game, which is pretty much exactly what Ark was, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. 
The long and short of it, I don't think I'd play this for any more reason that I wouldn't, at this point I wouldn't play Sea of Thieves. It's just that I'm, it's not my flavor right now. And people seem to be kicking off about it in terms of what it involves. So uh, Dave didn't watch the conference, unfortunately. I so didn't. I didn't. There's only so much he's going to be able to say, which is a shame because <laughs> there's only two of us, which is makes going to make this particularly difficult on me. But let's let's persevere. What, you take the next point. Tell us what's up. Children of Morta is dubbed as an RPG hack and slash, a roguelite type of game with no permadeaths. Um, apparently, plays members of a family of heroes, with all with unique class style abilities, and it's set in a pixel art style. And that's October the fifteenth. It actually did look quite nice. This. Yeah. I'm not oh, into. I've seen pictures of that actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it looked quite nice. Yeah. So I'm not generally into roguelite no. games or hack and slash games in general. It's the only real one that I've tried is Ori in the Blind Forest, which I loved. But this looks kind of fun. Um, all the family members seem to have like different class abilities, like one's a mage. Is it coming to Game Pass or is it a separate game? I don't believe so. I didn't note it as right. such, which probably, and another a number of other games are, and I did note them as such, so I'm guessing that that's, it's simply not as part of Game Pass. Right. It's not one of Microsoft's first party studios. Oh, that's cool. I'll keep an eye on it. But it was advertised. It looks all right. It does look quite nice. Yeah. $21.99. I don't know what that is in the UK. £21.99 usually. Probably. <laughs> you can see prices on them. They just don't convert it. Yeah. So yeah. That, that does look quite good, actually. So I uh, recommend anybody fan of hack and slash roguelike games, especially if you like more of your RPG kind of style with that kind of thing. You probably want to check this out. It looks good. Yeah. We've got some more information on xCloud. Public preview for the services coming in October. You can go ahead and sign up already. I will put a link to the sign up in the show notes for those who wish to participate, perhaps. The preview will include uh, one, two, three, four games at launch that are streamable. And these are Gears 5, Sea of Thieves, Killer Instinct and Halo 5 Guardians. And this was the bummer for me. Android streaming only during the initial preview. Oh, well. Uh, I can. I don't know. Maybe there is a strategy to this, and maybe iOS users will get a go. I mean, maybe I'm just a bit bitter because I don't have an Android phone. Because I would have liked to have tried this. But if you have an Android phone, you'll be able to use it. The preview itself will be available in the US, UK, and Korea. And there'll be more news on the cloud. Oh, excuse me, the console streaming, not the cloud streaming, front at a later date. So this is the idea that you stream games from your own home console, etc. Yep. Any thoughts on this? Generally? Well, we knew it was coming in some capacity because it was handed out at day three, wasn't it? Yes, we did. Is it something that appeals to you? Cause- it kind of it makes sense. It's, it, we're at a point now where this is the future of gaming. It's all going to be cloud-based. and you know They have to compete with Stadia as well. You do. Uh, this is what they've obviously, well, Microsoft's xCloud's way above everything else. Always just start getting into the, the back end of it as you were and all that carry on. It's just phenomenal. But that's a time for another story, that one. No, for sure. I, th- I think for, for me, the console streaming sounds more appealing than the cloud streaming because yeah. the console streaming is a free service. You just use your own console. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the cloud service is Microsoft data center somewhere. I mean, it's one of them. It opens up for everybody else, I suppose, and the different devices, play games anyway on anything. And that's the direction we're going. I'd be interested to have a really good conversation about this in a year's time when this stuff's been around for a bit, just to see like whether how how much it's impacted people and the way that they play their stuff. I mean, Crackdown was supposed to implement the power of the cloud and have unparalleled destruction for phys- physics, and uh, it kind of didn't work, did it? 
it had it in, but it was a very yeah, stripped yeah. down version of what what they, what they originally showed. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, there's a long yep. way to go with this kind of thing. But Microsoft are staying in the game. Wonder what Sony are going to do though, because they haven't announced any cloud based service yet. No, they haven't. No. Although they did sign up with Microsoft in partnership to use their Azure service for cloud stuff. Yep. Let's see what happens with that. Yeah, I'd be interested to see whether they do anything with their PS Now service and expand that in some way. I think they probably need to. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Okay, next up, another game, actually. Uh, not too much to say about this one, but for those of you that have already heard of it, go for it, Dave. Code Vein, which is made by Namco Bandai, the same guys who pre- published Dark Souls. Okay. Now, any other time I would have said no, but the fact that I actually got into Dark Souls a few months ago, I finished one and three. You did? I did. Eventually finished one and three, and I think I'm going to pick this one up. It looks really nice, actually. I like the anime art style from it. I played the demo, which is on PlayStation. Okay, so you have played, you've had a go at this. Yeah, yeah, and I really enjoyed what I played with it. To the point where I was like, right, I'm definitely picking this one up. Is it is it only Souls-like in terms of difficulty? It seemed a little bit easier, but I don't know if that was just the way the demo was laid out. It didn't seem as brutal as Souls. It kind of told you things. Whereas if you go into Dark Souls, it's like, great, crack on. The animation seemed quite flashy as well in this. Yeah, yeah, it was good, yeah. The animation, the art style is really nice. But it, that's where it differed from Dark Souls. It wasn't as... It did, it held your hand a little bit. Dark Souls doesn't. It's brutal Dark Souls. Maybe it's a, a nice introduction to that style of gaming for those who haven't played it, perhaps. But I know it's out and I haven't picked it up yet, but I'm definitely going to pick that one up. So it is out. When did it... I think it was out 27th? 27th, yeah, yeah. 27th of September. So the last week. So if you're into your Souls-like games and you really like your anime style, <laughs> this is probably a perfect game for you. Yeah. Tell you another perfect game. Actually, I'm saying perfect. This is a bit. Of, that's a, a a bit of a presumption. But I, one that I'm really looking forward to. They showed a really big trailer for this next game, which is Outer Worlds. This is from the developers of Fallout New Vegas. I think it was. It was. Yeah. And so, but by proxy, it kind of looks a bit Fallout just on its surface. And they even kind of giggled and laughed at this fact when. It was raised by the Microsoft person interviewing the dev on stage. <laughs> Effectively, it's a single-player sci-fi RPG game uh, where you've got kind of skills. You can invest those skills in po- or points into skills that you used to play the way you want to play. Effectively, shows off it, the trailer itself showed off a various number of different planets that you'll be able to visit as part of the game, and it also showed off a number of the different weapon types as well, which all look very, very interesting and. It's a bit Saint Row like <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, yeah. It's just bizarre. Is that the trailer that showed the buddy system thing as well? Uh, yes. I watched that. Yeah, that, that was quite an interesting dynamic to it. I think. Just refresh my memory. What did you. I was like, I think from what I took from it, don't hold us to it. It was like an NPC buddy that you could have and they would actually fight. And no. You... Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah, correct. Yeah. The trailer itself is a few minutes long, actually. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, it shows off a number of different things. I'll, I'll, again, we'll put this in the uh, the links to the show notes for the Outer Worlds trailer specifically. I'm not going to be linking videos for every single game we mentioned here, but I will for this one specifically because it's it looks it looks really good. If you enjoyed Fallout, and I think they said this on the stream, you're probably going to enjoy this game. It's an, an Obsidian game, I think. Is that right? Obsidian. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Fallout seventy six, uh, Fallout New Vegas, sorry, was one of the better Fallouts. To be fair. I know, and ironically, it's the one that Bethesda offloaded. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible to me, really. Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably something you'd enjoy, Dave, if you've played Fallout 76, love the hell out of that. You know? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be picking that up definitely. I mean, I'm a massive Fallout fan anyway. I believe it is Game Pass as well. Yes, it will be because it's first party developer. Yep, it's Obsidian, so it's first party for Microsoft now. Which means that if you've got Game Pass, you don't have to pay for this, which is brilliant. I'm like the, the whole Game Pass thing for me is just it. It's coming up good, you know. It's, it's even better for me because me uh, game share buddy pays for it. Cheers. <laughs> so all games are free. So if he doesn't listen to this, it's all right. It's got way more to lose than I have. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-two okay. digital titles to lose. Think about it. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to spark you know third world war as <laughs> part of the funky game podcast. Uh, do you want to give us the next couple of points that we got here, just because they're incredibly brief, but there were things that were shown off. So there's been two new bundles announced: an Xbox One X and an Xbox One S. Forza bundles come with Forza Horizon Five and the Lego expansion and Ghost Recon Beta also takes place on the 26th and the 29th. That was last month, sorry, so it's gone. It has, I. We've missed it. Yeah, the Ghost Recon beta took place last week. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that we missed it. It's not It's not that we missed it. Yeah, we missed it. I just, I've been busy. I, uh, there's no excuses. Well, I'm sat there thinking I really would have liked to have played this, but I was, I genuinely had a really busy end to my week last week, so it was... Yeah, a bit of a bit of a horrible one. Oh, we need to do better. I just this. seen, I, be I really just seen to... the tweet. Thank you for playing ghosts. It was like, oops. Thing is, you've got less of an excuse than me, purely because you've had the access to the beta like three times. I know. <laughs> this is no justification for it, is it? I think it was this one. Oh, you certainly you certainly had some uh, some of the similar access beta that Chris had access to, and you missed that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, what was it again? Yeah, I forgot all about it. I was a Call of Duty. The second one? Yeah, COD. So God, uh, let's not rely on Dave for the beta news. <laughs> no, definitely not. However, I really, really want to... I should have done I should have done beta than I did. Boom. You are welcome. Chris would be proud. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on to the next little bit. Uh, Hitman 2, Haven Island, is something that they announced. It's a new episode thing. In the, they seem to be doing this episodic thing with hitman now yep. it's no longer just four games they're just releasing new bits that expands on hitman 2 yeah, yeah the notes that i got on this were tremendous which were that it showed a story-based trailer which it did and that you have to kill somebody <laughs> really yeah yeah you uh you can you can take them out in a, a variety of ways and it's not sean bean which is good for sean bean almost almost as if you were a hitman yeah it's like yeah you've been sent and you have to kill somebody on an island in a tropical potential desert storm from what I could see. It looked kind of crazy. I it's more Hitman. Pick, I keep meaning to pick Hitman up, to be fair. It looks, it looks quite decent. The starter pack is on Game Pass. Is it? Because I saw it the other day and I was like, huh. Mm. But I don't like the... I don't, right, I'm telling a lie. There was one Hitman game. I think it was... Oh, I can't remember. can't remember which one. Absolution. Yes. <laughs> see... It was. It was Absolution that I and played your mind. and loved, and I never played another Hitman game before or after that. Uh, it was all right, actually, that one. I... I don't know what it was. It was just, it was more forgiving. Yeah. Like, Hitman games were notoriously difficult for the most part, and this the, that Absolution made it so that you could go in and you could just play. Mm. It was fun. I won't be getting this, but if you're a fan of Hitman, of course, you can go and kill somebody on a tropical island. Yeah, man. 
Next thing, uh, you spoke about this last week, so it's kind of I fitting did, that did. you get the, uh, the the game itself to talk about. Felix the Reaper. Yeah. So we're going to de- de- develop a documentary, and it was shown that the game is about a man who wants to dance with a girl. He also manipulates shadow shadows, but doing this will inevitably lead to someone dying. Yeah. It's, it's, but, it's a weird principle. <laughs> it's a weird concept. The, way, the game is dubbed as a romantic comedy about the, the life of death. That was literally the tagline that came up on screen. <laughs> was I? I think I'll check this one out because it's um, Game Pass, isn't it? 17th of October. Yeah, it looks kind of mad. I mean, yeah. it's such a... I like mad. Yeah, me too. It's it's such a sweet premise. Like when, I, when the dev said it was a game about a man who wants to dance with a girl, I just thought, you know, that's kind of that's kind of sweet. But then, <laughs> yeah, it's like he can manipulate shadows, that, and the manipulation in every level eventually leads to somebody dying. <laughs> somebody dying, yeah. So it's a very strange concept. Definitely, it looks lovely. Oh, it does, it yeah. really does. So I definitely, if it's on Game Pass, I think I will check this one out. Yep. Also, just recommend it based on what I've seen as well. <laughs> it does look really cool. Yes. Uh, so next up, I'll take the next couple, Dave, just because the, the next one is simply... It was very, very basic. We got a, a gameplay trailer for Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, which is a flight sim-based co- combat game. And that's all I can say on that. I'm not a fan of the Ace Combat series. A lot There are a diehard fan base out there for this game, though, and I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to it. So is that DLC for the game because they brought Ace Combat out, didn't they, not long ago? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Sorry, Sky's yeah. Unknown. So yeah, it's, yeah. it is DLC. But apologies, I might have been sounding like that was a, in like a new game. It really isn't. No, I, I wasn't sure myself. Well, it would make some sense. And like I say, I haven't played the game series, so I might, I might be being a bit ignorant there. But yes, we got a gameplay video show. So. It looks nice, but not my bargaining. No, I, th- I imagine if you had like a... Uh, a decent PC and, and believe it or not a joystick yeah. I reckon a game like that would be a lot more fun to play with a joystick and a seat that moves yeah Pulling the 3G in a seat just simulate a cockpit and then you'll enjoy that game mm. is what, we, what we're saying here yep. uh, the next game that they went on to show was a game called After Party which is also shown on Sony's State of Play stream this is from the developers of a game called Oxenfree did you ever play that? I don't think I did no it's on Game Pass I think I think it might be yeah I've seen it it's good it was really good the d- it handles dialogue in a very unique way and it is very much a dialogue driven game okay. as it would seem is this so I'll tell you the premise because it's it's really strange. So you and your friend are stuck in hell after losing a deal, I believe, with the devil uh, in the real world, as it were. And in order to restore your life to you and your friend to get back to the land of the living, you must beat the devil drinking. Which it's a strange twist on a game. Well, it, it is. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Well, the thing first thing that came into my head is how the hell would that t- translate into gameplay? Thankfully. Unlike the Sony stream, which just gave us a trailer, Microsoft's stream actually gave us an interview afterwards where I found out that the way this works is you choose drinks at a bar per level, and the drinks change your personality in some way. And much like Oxenfree, it's a dialogue-driven game, and the dialogue choices and interactions that you have will change depending on the kind of drink that you've drunk, if that makes sense. Mm, Interesting concept yeah is it i don't quite know i mean like they all i can go off is oxen free because they did some really interesting things with the dialogue in that game yeah so if they they kind of take that a step further and gamify that system itself 
then yeah, you, I think you've pretty much got with whatever they're talking about here, and it does sound like a lot of fun. The art style looks gorgeous as well. I'm not just saying another it. mod sounding game to check out. Yeah, it's up there with Felix the Reaper. Uh, so far anyway uh we're coming to the end of thankfully the xbox again there was a lot of stuff from the xbox stream absolutely mad but do you want to take the next point dizzy expansion called what's that can't see your notes i'm blind livonia livonia i need my glasses right as i'm getting old um new map and in-game content shown via a trailer and it includes a bay it does which was i thought the most salient point from the trailer just everything needs bears, like. Well, it actually said there is a bear, I think, and then there is a bear. Thirty seconds later, you saw a bear in the wilderness. It's like that time when I was driving down the road, and it was like bear right on the sat nav, and I'm literally not joking. There was a guy in a bear suit on the right hand side holding a sign saying "Buy carpets and such and such." True story. Wow. True story. Wow, wow, wow. Did you stop and congratulate him on his life success? I didn't know. I just, just I just, I just bared right because that's where I was going. What, did, I was like, look, there's a bear on the right. No. <laughs> It would be really mean to do that. Well, there you go. If you want an in-game bear and you really can't be bothered to try and think of another game where you may find one, Daisy's expansion Livonia has it. When's that out? The 13th of November. Well, not long for those who like Daisy. As far as I know, it, it reviewed pretty well. I think it's still got a pretty good following, yeah. It did review quite well. Yeah. I have never played it. It doesn't seem... It just seems like another zombie apocalypse game to me it reminded me a lot of um, Left 4 Dead okay have you actually played it I haven't played DZ but I've played a lot of Left 4 Dead oh okay so have you, um, I'm assuming you've seen some gameplay footage for something the thing with Left 4 Dead is it's one of them games that was better in a squad years like three two three years together yeah well I think I prefer to play any game like this in that fashion just because yeah. I'm a scaredy cat like <laughs> even in what was that It was what was the first person was it Left 4 Dead or was it what I can't remember the one me, you, and Matt played where we were. It's all first person. Dying Light. Dying Light, yeah, yeah, that was it. So, <laughs> even with three of us in that game, I constantly felt like there was something behind me. It's because there was, mate, all the time with that game. I, was, I enjoyed Dying Light, actually. No. <laughs> no. Bomb flappy is all I can tell you about that. But yes, if you like DayZ, you're part of that following. New expansion coming your way in November. Look forward to that, and it includes a bear. Last thing to talk about here for Xbox, specifically XO19, which is an Xbox big conference thing, is taking place in London this year. It was in Mexico last year. Uh, it's in London this year, November 14th to the 16th. It is the biggest Xbox-specific event that's ever been held, according to their own words. And the tickets for that are available October 1st. Even better, all the money raised via the ticket income goes to special the charity Special Effects which I think is amazing, quite frankly. Yep. Uh, and there will, of course, be an inside Xbox uh, live stream from the event for those of you who don't want to go. Time permitting, I probably would have said we would have tried to attend something like this, but it's a little bit late on the cards now to it is, yeah. arrange, unfortunately, especially with us not being at EGX this year, because that's also moved. To- right. Message to the UK gaming board or whoever arranges these events. Stop putting everything in London. It's in the south of the country. It's not central to anybody other than people in London. And it's unfair on the rest of us. That's all I have to say. It's unfair on me more than anyone. I have to travel the furthest. Yeah, well, this is exactly the problem we have with EGX. But at least with EGX, it was in Birmingham, which was a nice midpoint between anybody in either the north or the south of the country because Birmingham is pretty much central. So they went. They decided to change it this year and make it m- more inconvenient for everybody. So 
Well, well played. Well played. There you go. Uh, yeah, so if you want to go to that event, I, be- I was thinking October 1st is actually release date for this podcast. It's November 14th to the 16th, isn't it? Yes, but the tickets go on sale October 1st. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, October 1st. Uh, so. If you're listening to this on podcast release day and you really want to go, hell, I'd probably go and tr- try and get tickets now because that thing is probably going to sell out like hotcakes. That's all I can say. Uh, we'll report on the event as it comes around in November because I'm sure it'll be a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Sony stream. They only had a few things. One of them, of course, was massive, but we'll talk about uh, everything that they had to show. I'll take the first one just because it's a little bit more niche and I'm pretty sure you won't have seen it yet, Dave. A game called The Rise. It's a PS4 exclusive. It has like a this unique art style. Did you ever play Okami? Is that like the cel-shaded thing? Yeah, with the wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did actually, yeah. Yeah, On so... PlayStation 2, was it? Uh, PlayStation, yeah, it would have been, I, th- I think. I thought it was out this gen, unless they remastered uh, it in some way. I think they remastered it, but I'm sure I played it on the PlayStation 2. Okay, well, yes, exactly. You yeah. know what I'm talking about then. So it's a yeah, very, yeah. very similar art style to that. Uh, nice. It was just like this expose. It, they didn't really give much information regarding what the game involved. It was just the guy kind of walking through a really harsh, snowy environment. Typical Sony. Yeah, it's like that. That. Oh, where's he trip, going? He's trip, on an adventure. Trip. He might yeah. die, but he might live at the same time. Find out in three years' time when the game comes out. Probably. It does yeah. look good. Uh, there's no yeah. release date. There was another game that they showed, and I can't believe it, but I haven't noted it down. I've just remembered it now. It was, Basically, it's, uh, the, the premise is that you control the flow of people as they move through these really strange physics-based environments. Yes, I've seen this. It looks nuts, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's just crazy. Yes, it does look good. Uh, even describing it is difficult. It's, it looks interesting again. There's a, few, there's a few interesting games coming. Indeed. You really wanted to talk about this next thing. They also announced a Death Stranding console in, in the form of a PS4 Pro, and it is beautiful. It's very nice. It's not just a white PS4 with two vinyl handprints put on the side of it. It's not. They're on the top, not the side. Oh, okay, there you go. They're on the they're on the top. So, so, the, so the bottom quadrant of the console is white. The top console's quadrant's white as well with two handprints, and the, it's a black bit in the middle. I just think the pad the pad looks really nice as well because that um, represents like the tank that the breach baby's in <laughs> the see-through orange type of thing yeah that the pad itself looks a lot more appealing to it personally to me than the console does the console i think they could have done more with that it looks a bit oh. bland it, it's 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 fitting but they could have done way compare that to like the god of war console and uh, even like the uncharted console that they did it's a playstation console also it'll keep its value and it'll be worth a fortune still oh absolutely i mean no doubt of that that it'll be if you're purely looking at this from a, a sake of future profit for yourself then yeah or collector's standpoint which a lot of people do yeah sure then it's probably going to be so especially if you're a big fan of kojima games although i don't know it's not like they're in limited supply it's just a limited edition you know yeah in right place right time i'm sure thousands upon thousands of people will get one for whatever reason. Some of them to resell for obscene amounts, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And you, do you think you're actually going to pick one up? No. God, no. <laughs> I just like the look of it. God, no. Yeah, I like the look of it. I mean, the God of War one's lovely as well, which a friend a friend of mine actually has and say, wow, that's a nice console. I'm not saying that it's a n- not a nice looking console. I just think that they could have... I, su- I, su- I suppose if you're looking for a PS4 Pro and it's the same price thereabouts, then, you know, it's there for you, I suppose, if you want to. Yeah, it's it's a choice for you based on the things that you like. Yeah, if those things are Kojima and Death Stranding. 
watch eBay for overinflated console prices. Yeah, oh God. Well, this is what I mean. I reckon people are just going to go out, buy them in bulk to a degree. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th- Sony also showed the After Party trailer that I talked about before as part of the Xbox stream stuff. Uh, but they just showed the trailer. So comments above or rewind, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. They just showed the trailer for it. The last thing that Sony ended on, and we all kind of knew this, was The Last of Us 2. We got a brand new trailer for the game itself, during which, of course, at the end, Joel was revealed, looking much older. Yes. Um, obviously, that's blue. The Last of Us for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because I haven't played it, and obviously, I, I, I'm led to believe... He doesn't make it like. Uh, I don't think it was a, a the, the worst spoiler by far <laughs> to know that Joel survives from the first game. Honestly, uh, that's not the worst thing somebody could spoil for you as part of the ending of that game. I, I, I don't think it'll stop us from picking it, playing it up, which I will do. I said I will do that definitely. Uh, well, it's free. It is. It's free on PlayStation Plus, isn't it? Yes. So do yourself a favor and go. And that's the remastered edition as well. Nice. So go and get it and play it. And then we can stop pestering you about it, basically. Okay, I'll do that just for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, no, do it for yourself, because you want to I play do, it. Yeah, you don't want to play the second game, right? Without No, no, definitely not. I've, I've, I've always wanted to play this. It. just it gets put in the back burner with other things coming out. And the beginning bit was a bit a bit jarring for us at first, I suppose, because it's, it's brutal, that. <laughs> it's like, whoa. It is. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. That was one of the things that everybody talked about when the game came out which was the opening segment of the last of us just very jarring and yeah like you say it's yeah it's a little bit in your face and not nice not in a nice way either so yeah we in the trailer that sony showed we got a little bit more gameplay footage i would say nothing too much further on what we've already seen uh, it kind of showed us some more of the stealth gameplay elements and as well as a couple of new threats that we haven't seen before it includes uh, dogs and a new kind of clicker that just looks <sighs> horrible horrible it's horrible yeah horrible and it's yeah it's just it's got horrible puss and things coming out of its uh, i don't know what you would call it anyway nice they finished with a bombshell that being February 21st, 2020 release date. So very, very early next year. You're running out of time to play the first game. I'll do it. I'll get done. Well, unless you have anything else that you'd like to talk about as part of this, where you've literally just blasted through the main points that occurred at both Sony and Microsoft streams last week. Yeah, I'm going to chuck Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in there. We've got a story trailer this week. Okay, can you tell us anything about that? I have absolutely no idea because I, I told you before, I haven't seen it yet. I just obviously being a Star Wars nerd, I checked that one out. But yeah, basically it gives a look at the game's hero, Carl, who's hunted by the Empire. And we find out that he's looking for an ancient and powerful relic. Okay. So it basically shows that the Empire's hot on his trail and showcases massive monsters and stormtroopers. And it also um, brings the Inquisitors into it. Oh, right. Okay. So anybody who was watched Star Wars Rebels will know all about the Inquisitors. Yeah, I'm I'm not completely up to date on Rebels, but I yeah, that, have them all, as it were. Yeah, it's I loved Rebels, but it, they're, they're a good good stu- good character, the Inquisitors. Excellent. So we'll be seeing force wielding badasses. We'll be seeing more of those in this game. Yeah, I think they're just tying everything together, aren't they? I was going to say it would make some sense because you know you see one thing in the TV show that doesn't carry over into like games and such in the same franchise, and I think like that that 
same universe vibe is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely, they need to bring it all together a bit more because Re- Rebels is well worth a watch from start to finish. Really good. Yeah, no, I agree. yeah, completely, completely agree. Based on what I've seen of it, anyway. So, if you send me the link for the trailer itself, I will put that in the show notes, and it will also serve as a way for me to watch it as well. Yeah, and look quite cool. Obviously, filling out the game a bit more because we hadn't really seen that much of it, had we? No. Well, we saw a bit of gameplay. Was it? At E3. Yeah, yeah. It was early gameplay. There wasn't alpha footage, I believe. And it, uh, to me, it looked a little bit disappointing, but people are saying it plays a lot better. Uh, it looks a lot better with this trailer, yeah. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what's changed, if anything, and whether it kind of rings a bell for me any more than it did at E3. Yeah, I'll be picking it up, definitely. Well, I will see. A big Star Wars fan, of course. I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket yet because just based on my initial reservations, but I'll take a further look at the game and if I deem it's something that I think I'll enjoy, I'll absolutely be getting it. Right, weirdly, <laughs> there's no Chris's Corner this week, Dave. That's all right. So we're going to move straight on to the plugs, and yeah, that, then we're going to wrap it up. Again, Chris will be back with us next week, at uh, which point he'll be flooding us with a bunch of weird and wonderful information, I'm in no doubt. I'm calling it now, I want a quick fire corner. <laughs> Because okay. that was awesome. Well, I, I could do with, actually, I'd love to put this to the poll, but I need to know that enough people would respond to make it worthwhile checking out the numbers on it, you know. So maybe I'll put it on Twitter. If you don't follow us on Twitter, let's move into the plugs, segue, and talk about that now. Plug Life. Okay, first up, you can, of course, reach out to us on Twitter, as we were just alluding to there. The Funky Gamer main account is at Funky Gamer Blog. If you want to chat to us individually, I'm at Ricky James. Dave, your Twitter handle is? At the Pugnutter. And Chris is at XCW. I will put, as always, these in the show notes for you to reference. Please also check us out on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. Uh, just search for Funky Gamer. I think it's Funky Gamer. Excuse me, Facebook.com slash Funky Gamer. Uh, please check the page a like if you enjoy what we do here, as well as our Instagram account, which is Funky.Gamer. We're also on YouTube, Funky Gamer UK, and of course, all major podcasting platforms. We'd also appreciate it. any likes, follows, subscribes, etc., etc., on any of those platforms because it massively helps us out. I really cannot understate that. So thank you in advance if you go ahead and do that. Discord, we love our Discord. It's a good crack. If you really want to join in with the Discord discussion, of course, there's an open invite link in the show notes for you to check out. And we welcome you, of course. We'd love to chat to some new people. Our live streams are going to be resuming this week. Oh, yeah. Dave's actually going to be jumping, I think, on board in the next week or two. We're going yeah. to aim for next week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And I think uh, the way, well, the way that we're going to be doing this is Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Dave's got Tuesdays and Sundays. I'll be doing the Friday nights, and of course, we'll have the podcast in between. And we've also got some conversations going on internally about some YouTube stuff that we're considering, and we've got all shiny new intro graphics and stuff. So we might as well put it to some use, right? <laughs> Lovely the new graphics, man. Lovely. Good job. Thank you. I'm really pleased with them, and hopefully you like them as well. So uh, with uh, a full schedule being posted, hopefully over the next week or so for streaming, I'll also have a a blog post, excuse me, up on the Funky Gamer website that I'll put on social media when that goes live, just to give you a bit more insight into where we're at with that. And I think that is pretty much it, Dave, unless you've got anything else. I've got nothing, man. Wonderful. Well, in which case we will love and leave you the listener thank you for uh, by the way Dave just thanks for being here as always I always say that it's always good man always good the listener of course we love you for listening 
because that is your job to listen. As a listener, thank you so much. You're listening to the Funky Gamer Podcast. This is episode 34. My name is Ricky James. His name's David Moore. Chris isn't here, but his name's Chris Wright anyway. And we will catch you next week.